You are listening to a special edition of The Forecast. Welcome to a special edition of The Forecast. Tonight, we explore the etymology of a cock-up in the Virgil van Dyke transfer. We explore what went wrong, who did wrong, and what needs to happen, and if heads need to roll. We'll also talk about what LFC can do to prevent such things from happening again. And much, much more. Thank you for joining us. This is the Forecast Special Edition. And welcome to the show. The Forecast is the official podcast of four... Fields of Anfield Road, we are at www.foresight, that's F-O-A-R-S-I-T-E dot com, international community of Reds featuring news, opinion pieces, all kinds of great discussions, uh, medias, media pieces, and this podcast as well. Uh, you can listen to it on the website, you can listen to it on iTunes or a variety of podcasting platforms. If you're a regular lis- uh, listener, thanks for joining us on this uh, special show. And if you're a first-time listener, you're, yeah, you're welcome. Um, we uh, do uh, this podcast series um, every week now. Um, even the summer, we're, we're not resting. Uh, we're uh, putting out uh, content on a very uh, regular basis. Um, so this is going to be a special um, show. We only are talking about one thing today, um, and we are going to pick apart the um, the obviously the hottest topic of the day, the cock up with regards to the transfer or the potential transfer of Virgil Van Dyke uh, to Liverpool. Um, first and foremost, let me introduce myself. My name is Joe. I'm your host for this show, uh, but I'm not alone. I've got a couple of guests uh, joining with me on this show. Uh, say hi to Manav. Hi to all the four family and all the Reds fans all over the world, wherever you may be. Great. Thanks, Manav, for joining us. And say hi to Dave. Hey there. It's Dave from Gujarat, India. Hi, Dave. Thanks. Uh, thanks for joining us on the show. And say hi to Shankar. Hi, guys. Hope you are sleeping pleasantly today. Tonight. I don't think they've been sleeping pleasantly for a couple of nights, and I don't think they're going to be sleeping any tightly uh, anytime soon. <laughs> but thanks for joining us, uh, Shanks. And we also have on the line, hopefully, uh, Aditya. Are you there? Aditya? Yeah, sorry, I Hi, everyone. Good to be back. Hey, welcome to the show. Okay, um, guys, uh, massive, massive um, cluster F going on. 
with regards to this um, Virgil van Dyke story. And I thought that, you know, since it's really on the top of mind uh, for everyone, um, you know, it, it, it'd be kind of prudent to address some of these topics and see what went wrong and um, what can we do to improve in the future. So uh, maybe maybe before we get into the nitty-gritty details, uh, maybe we can start with a round of each of you. Um, let me know your thoughts about, um, you know, how you feel about um, what's been happening. It's an unprecedented um, apology as well um, that has been that has been offered uh, by 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 the by the club. Okay, um, you know, yeah. what do you think? You know, give me your give me your your views. What, what's um, what do you think is uh, how do you feel about this whole situation? We'll start this round off um, with Manaf. Yeah, I think uh, you know, obviously, uh, whatever has happened, uh, uh, we really don't know. But I think. It is serious enough for uh, for FSG and the management team and the club to realize that if they allowed this to linger on, the repercussions could be uh, could be could probably endanger the season. You know, it could endanger other transfers, and I think that's why they took this step, or I hope that's why they took this step because nothing else uh, really justifies uh, groveling like this and apologizing to. Uh, Southampton, their fans, and this and that. So, whatever it is that uh, the club has done uh, or not done or should have done and should not have done, uh, you know, it, it, it has to be serious enough to warrant such a public groveling uh, before uh, before uh, the whole world. Okay, so you, you saw it as a groveling, okay, firstly. Um, you, you said that it could have implications for our rest, the rest of our transfer um, business. Could you could you elaborate on that a little bit? Well, uh, you know, as we saw with the Sako saga, uh, we were ultimately, or rather, the player was ultimately proven innocent. Yeah. But uh, you know, he was out of action for so long, uh, including that crucial uh, Europa final. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think uh, probably something like that is what was weighing in the minds of uh, FSG mm -hmm. and and whoever that what we don't want is uh, for a lengthy investigation to go on for our transfers to be embargoed or something like that okay. and maybe they received hints to that effect or the feared especially because we got uh, hit with a transfer ban to not sign uh, junior players uh, yeah. from uh, from England right so probably that they they, they 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 maybe played it to safe or I don't know I don't know whatever it is but uh, it is it is groveling no doubt about it but all I'm saying is I trust them to the extent that I hope they have strong reasons to do this and, and they must be having. You know, knowing uh, knowing uh, American investors, the way they work, I'm sure they took legal opinion mm -hmm. before they did this. Yeah. Uh, they must have consulted top-notch lawyers yeah. and clearly they realized that our position was, uh, was weak, could be compromised, we could be, uh, you know, we could be getting into trouble and that's why they did this, I think. Okay, fair enough. Okay, good one. Good start there. Okay, Dave, um, uh, say your bit or forever hold your peace. <laughs> um, as Manav said, like uh, this is a big messed up situation and FSG clearly realized it. They did their consultation and what they did uh, is for the better of the club and our next season going forward. And I totally agree uh, with Manav on this point uh, they don't want it to risk 
the word transfers maybe this would uh, you know lay down a negative impression and effect on uh, our potential mm-hmm. signings yeah and but uh, thing is like uh, apologizing to southampton fans the the board like the way they stated it ending right down the interest in the player it's it's a big messed up situation okay and whoever did this um, you know we need to cut them loose and, and the better thing about this despite all this uh, thing going on we can right uh, clearly see who people uh, who are involved in this like earlier with the transfer committee it was uh, you know uh, everything was in dark like who is involved and we knew uh, en was involved in negotiation but behind that uh, curtain mm. who is involved uh, the picture was not clear enough now we know it's edwards and klopp right and uh, it's edwards who negotiates with the agents and players the club so i think it's pretty much clear that uh, who's at the fault mm-hmm. but uh, you know after thinking a lot uh, i think if klopp knew this that this was getting out of the line we were overstepping then even he should have stopped at some point like yesterday midnight uh, i bashed edward a lot but maybe i think you know you can't just uh, i i'm not telling it's entirely klopp's fault but uh, yeah all the managers do it they contact the player they meet them at uh, restaurants and hotels they set up this kind of meeting to talk about the future but this is a big 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 mess messed up okay. our reputation is on the line right right okay we'll we'll play um spin the blame bottle later and see where it lands all right i will talk a little bit about that okay shankar we had a couple of hours now well, a day at least i think um since this story broke is it a day or almost a day Um, yeah, it's almost late. I almost think it broke last night when we were asleep. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So the dust, I think, is barely settled. But of course, we know, um, it, it, you know, some things like these are they're never so simple, or straightforward, or cut and dried. Um, you probably had some time to think and reflect about this. Um, what are your feelings about this um, topic? Yeah, I think this is the most embarrassing thing happened to LFC. Even I was okay with that Suarez uh, T-shirt fiasco, and. Um, <laughs> all those thing we did for to save him but this was the most uh, stupid thing we did and mm-hmm. especially apologizing to them so early so early we gone into defense we didn't know what happened yeah hello and I, let's say let me read an interesting thing just now i i found a tweet just tweeted 5 minutes before mm-hmm. maybe it's a silly rumor or something but uh, some guy has just tweeted a clipping that uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, some. Uh, I mean, you, you know, some. Yeah, uh, some inside source in Southampton. Um, mm-hmm. uh, let's say Southampton want LFC to grovel a bit, and they are now demanding that they have the first refusal to uh, on replacements of Vivi. That is Sako and Gomez, and they also want uh, three strikers options that right, on loan. First refusal on Stage, Origi, and Solanke. So this is just to be straight away went to defend i think lfc should have waited and uh, waited for the reaction a bit more and say uh, assess the situation it was just an amateur thing to do this that's what i think sounds um, sounds as um you know 
Right up there with all the ridiculous uh, tweets um, that have been coming out since the break. Yeah. Of this story. <laughs> yeah. There are so many wild rumors going on in Twitter right now. Oh, <laughs> weird rumors, and they're all coming yeah, from. They're, kind of, um, they're all coming from supposedly. There's, there's official another conspiracy theory was that uh, it was deliberately done by in words to uh, yeah. make BVD annual transfer request so that we can get it for a cheaper price. <sighs> There's so many theories. So going many, so many theories. Yeah, we'll talk about, about some of these things as well, and um, uh, and all of that. Try and cover some of that things. So, I really hope we didn't try to be over smart here and just kind of like this. mess it up. <laughs> yeah, we, we always end up shooting ourselves in the foot when we try to be over smart. <laughs> Aditya, what do you think? Um, embarrassing. Do you echo a lot of these sentiments? Embarrassment, groveling. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's appalling. I mean, it's. Um, it's like we're running, we're running our business like you know, it's like some small uh, roadside shop maybe instead of like a multi-billion-dollar business. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, you gotta have business acumen to know what you're doing, you know what, how you're trying to play your strategy out. From the sounds of what's come out and from the apology, maybe it's not explicitly stated on the apology that hey, we we tried poaching your player, but you know, it's quite, it's implicitly implied that. We did. We did try to do this, and so I think, I think I'm quite appalled. I'm quite shocked at how badly, how badly we messed up. Mm. I mean, we've had other instances in the past, right? So I think, mm. uh, I think Shans mentioned about the whole Luis Suarez shirt incident. There was the Clint Dempsey, uh, you know, website incident. So we've had, we've had other instances in the past. It's not mm-hmm. new, yep. but it just sounds like you know, like somebody had to make it even worse than the last time. You know, you've got to raise the bar each time. So I think we just kind of raise the bar. So yeah. <laughs> I'm just really appalled. But, no, uh, it, it's just like, yeah. all my beer, let me do better. That kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. You know, surrounding all of these things is um, the brand. You know, the brand of Liverpool Football Club and, uh, and the protection of the integrity and the credibility of the brand. Um, as you know, you know if, you, if you constantly c- uh, come to the website just a couple of days, just yesterday, um, you know, we posted the story from um, Forbes. Uh, sorry, the brand finance report, the 11th annual brand finance report, uh, titled Football 50 2017. Um, and it lists um, Liverpool in ninth place or within the top 10 clubs of the world um, in terms of brand reputation. So, uh, you know, Liverpool are ninth no. most powerful brand. No, uh, actually, we are sixth most powerful brand, not ninth. Financially, we are ninth, but ninth in the financial. Yeah, ninth in this in this financial um, uh, in this in this report anyway. Okay, in the brand finance report, Um, and um, you you wonder um, how much of that has taken a a, a hit. I guess you know transfer windows uh, can tend to be kind of dodgy affairs. You know, all kinds of funny things happen there. Uh, A lot of things are probably unknown. Unfortunately. For Liverpool, uh, a lot of these unknown things become surface to the light, <laughs> to the top, and become known. Um, uh, uh, you know, we also seen that um, you know there are valuable, valuable brand, uh, valuable in terms of fi- finances, football finance as well. Um, yeah. So, do you think this has taken a hit a little bit? The 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 impact to the this news and the impact Maybe. to the to the to the brand Manaf. Uh, I am not sure. Uh, and uh, Joe, uh, uh, just a step back to the previous question, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, one observation that I would like to make here is that, you know, not just in football, but in so many fields, mm-hmm. things happen which are borderline, yeah. uh, which are uh, 
sort of legal, sort of illegal, sort of ethical, sort of unethical. Mm -hmm. But, you know, nobody says anything about it. Uh, You know, it's uh, called trade practice or whatever it is called uh, best practice. You know, we have various fudge words for it uh, in all parts of the world. Mm -hmm. But uh, the minute uh, uh, somebody breaks the umerta, if you like, which Mm -hmm. is what Southampton have done, Uh, I think, uh, uh, you know, amongst the football fraternity, uh, uh, by which I mean the owners, the managers and the players, I think more than Liverpool, I suspect uh, people are now going to be five times more careful dealing with Southampton. Because, you know, we just saw the story that Southampton were tapping up uh, uh, St. Iker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm sure uh, City tapped uh, Sterling and, you know, Torres got tapped by Chelsea and we have tapped uh, uh, XYZ players in our times. But that doesn't mean that people go out and squeal and, you know, go and uh, talk to referees and stuff like that and complain to FA. So, uh, so you know, uh, just a step back, uh, I don't think, uh, you know, uh, Southampton come out very well from this. Uh, and I think silently all the football clubs and the FA in their practical wisdom will have full sympathy for LFC because I think this happens all the time. Yeah. And uh, just to return to uh, what you were, uh, uh, what you asked actually, Joe, uh, the reputation. Yes, in the short term it takes a hit, mm-hmm. but I think uh, since we have a well-meaning uh, uh, management team. And uh, an investor group which doesn't embarrass us, uh, I think, uh, you know, in the long term we'll be fine. So, yes, it hurts. Yes, in the short run, uh, you know, uh, we feel angry, frustrated. Mm -hmm. But does it affect our long term standing? I don't think so. Okay, so it's it's just a blip, basically, this thing. I think so. Yeah, of course, there's the the, um, fire and the fury. Um, and, you know, people always looking for, for someone to blame, of course, in such situations. And obviously, FSG is a nice candidate to always put a blame on. Um, but when I say that, I don't mean that they, I'm going to absolve them from any blame, as you will find out as we continue um, this discussion. Now, it's an interesting point there, Manaf, you made there that, um, you know, the, 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 the hit to the reputation, to the brand, uh, could actually affect Southampton more than us. It's an interesting perspective there. Um, I don't think I've read any one or any perspective on that. Speaking of which, um, we do know that Katharina Lieper, who's um, the owner of Southampton, uh, could be forced to sell the club um, after she was uh, embroiled in an investigation by German tax authorities. Okay? Um, this is coming from a report uh, from the Times. Uh, the public prosecutor's office is reportedly investigating the tax liability of her late father, Marcus Lieber, who left the club to Katharina after, uh, Katharina after his death in 2010. Um, so there's that thing swirling around the club as well and, and the owner. Uh, uh, you know, I'm sure that there's a lot of stress that's on her, on her mind. Um, and at the same time, you've got um, clubs circling around once again, in a transfer window, looking to pick off, you know, all their best players, and in this instance, uh, their their captain. Do you think, uh, Dave, that Southampton have any right to to behave in the way that they have done? Um, no, I don't think so. But uh, like you mentioned it uh, yesterday in our uh, discussion, uh, this is damage control from their side. Uh, 
like you don't see often that uh, southampton sacks the manager it is the other way around like uh, you know big teams and uh, come and poach their not just their player but also their managers the previous two manager went to much bigger clubs and now this uh, season they have they had to uh, like uh, sack the manager their players uh, each and every season best players live and their uh, fans are uh, obviously not happy with this so you know again trying to uh, do this pr stunt to get this kind of image into their fans uh, mind like they care about the club not just the money yeah. so i think they are pulling this off and i don't think the owner uh, this would be on her list to do you know go public and uh, appeal to fa to investigate it's it's coming from the people who are running the club like the director or the ceo whoever uh, it is yeah. but i think it's a bad move uh, from their side and again i agree with mano this is going to hit, hit them, them hard, hard in, in the bottoms, bottoms in future. future okay um just uh picking on the on the statements okay the official club statement and so it it's a, it was a really short uh club statement liverpool football club would like to put on record our regret over recent media speculation regarding Southampton Football Club and player transfers between the two clubs we apologize to the owner board of directors and fans of Southampton for any misunderstanding regarding Virgil van Dijk we respect Southampton's position and can confirm we have ended any interest in the player okay so that's um, that's the letter there short and sweet okay now Shankar do you think there is any latitude in this statement for us to pick any bones or to read in between the lines yeah it be nothing is there we totally gave in it was a stupid statement and especially the last part that we are not going to sign vvd or we are backing away from the deal that was a stupid thing we should have just stopped it maybe okay we are apologizing you just stop with that but that was a stupid statement the last part maybe in We still this VVD. You still wants to move out from the Southampton. If we are not going to sign, definitely City and Chelsea will take that one in the situation. They will try to sign him. Uh, that was the mistake in our part. One of the mistakes in our part. <clears throat> and the second thing is uh, like Manav and they uh, they mentioned that this will uh, this will affect Southampton more than us. People people have short memories. See. For us, if we sign another Mark Sain, suppose we sign Douglas Costa or any other big player, mm-hmm. our fans will totally forget this fiasco and they will move on. And on top of that, if we win something tomorrow, uh, in the next season, if we win a, a League Cup, FA Cup, or if we go, uh, if we progress well in Champions League, our fans will totally forget this entire fiasco or move on. They will just pray that whatever we did in the transfer window was amazing. Uh, they will uh, uh, worship club. So it, it does. I don't think it will have a big effect on us. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting when you when you when you look at the three, well, almost um, well, if you can call them paragraphs, but the paragraph is like in a sentence. That's the first paragraph, and that's the next. That's the next. Ah, uh, Joe, uh, Joe. Uh, sorry, I think that this uh, letter is drafted by a legal team of Liverpool in consultation, at least informal consultation. A, with the legal team of Southampton, yeah. of what will fly there? That's my guess. Yeah, yeah. And um, and I think that's how the statement has been drafted. Yeah. 
and which is why the minute the statement came out uh, you immediately started hearing conciliatory noises from southampton saying okay no problem you know we'll let it go and all that stuff so i think it was it was prearranged that this is okay we'll grovel we'll say this yeah. but you buggers got to back off and i think that's what has happened right right yeah so even on that point you know um, later in the day i mean if you just continue to follow uh, the timeline um, the uh, you hear something from paul joyce of the times um, saying that that um, the FA um, will not pursue any further investigation or, or, um, uh, with regards to Southampton's tapping up claims over Liverpool because the two clubs have talked and settled, then there's nothing to investigate. And then later in the day, a couple of hours later, you find something from the, the Liverpool Echo saying that just because the Liverpool have apologised does not mean that the FA um, will, will, will not pursue uh, any investigation claims. And then now, again, a couple of hours later, it's coming back to that first news, which is saying that, um, you know, there's nothing to investigate. So, um, you know, it keeps f- the news, uh, MSM, basically, government mainstream media, uh, seems to be flip-flopping in terms of their speculation um, as well. As it seems to be implied here in the first statement here, um, rec- record, record our regret over recent media speculation and then pushing the ball back to to, 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 to the media. Um, Aditya, how much of this uh, was Liverpool's own doing and how much of this was inflamed by the media trying to find a story? Um, I, think, uh, I think a lot of it was also the media, but also just needs to be questioned and said, you know, where is the media getting this information from? Mm. So it's obvious that there are moves happening in the background that, you know, even from the statement, it's clear that we've made moves of VVD. That much is clear. Uh, how if we breach the rules or like how how much of the rules we breached is not really clear. But obviously, you know, the media has gotten wind of it. So really, the question is, uh, how did the media get wind of this? Obviously, as somebody said, uh, all clubs have this wheeling and dealing behind before you know a formal offer is actually made. Uh, so I don't really blame us for uh, trying uh, you know to talk to him beforehand. But I do blame us, and I do think you know partly the fault lies with us for being so porous and allowing for such news to uh, filter through. Because even if you look at the chain of events over the past week, there's been constant media speculation at certain points that Chelsea has been the number one suitor or it's been City. And then it's been said Klopp spoken to uh, uh, Van Dijk and now he prefers a move to Liverpool. So how is it that the media is getting such detailed information of like, you know, different clubs speaking to him and also where he favours a move. So, I think it really needs to be questioned. I think it's definitely our fault. Obviously, I mean, you can't blame the media. The media loves this shit. Media loves to, you know, take it up and blow it out of proportion. That's what they do. That's what they get paid for. And, you know, it's working because look at us. We're sitting here. We're discussing it. And that's exactly what they want. So, I, I don't entirely blame the media. I think I think there's something wrong with our, uh, with our structure if there's, like, information being leaked out. Mm. Um, certainly, the media likes to play one, one against the other. And uh, especially during the, the, the transfer window. Uh, they try and put up something there that's you know has some element of truth in it, mostly untrue, specu- purely speculative sometimes. And then you see what comes out from there. And um, maybe some 
some revelatory um, incident or, or news comes out as a result of that. But looking at this timeline analysis, um, also, Joe, about, just add on yep, here. Yep. it's not always all bad, right? Because I mean, we use the media as well. Sure. For example, Salah deal, where you know we're trying to say, hey, mm-hmm. we're interested in Gelson Martin Martins, I think. So we're just trying to you know let Roma know that we have other options. So I guess it works both ways. Yep. But we just need to, as a club, be careful and see where we draw that line. Yeah. But that, that's the thing. Um, no one is sure this Gelson Martins thing. Is that is that uh, 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 something that was was mentioned by Liverpool, or again, it was some other thing that was cooked up by some creative mind? You know, you you can't tell. You really don't know. We're just making an assumption here that it's a, it's a red herring. You know, it's a red herring because our true target is someone else. We we never know. But I was just in the middle of reading this uh, timeline analysis. Someone has actually just put it in uh, 11 points. I thought it was quite interesting. Okay, so it all started with multiple clubs speaking to Van Dyke's agent before the window opened. So we know that Virgil Van Dyke was um, uh, hot, uh, hot property. Okay, so a lot of a lot of clubs um, um, uh, wanted him. All right. So as a natural result of that, you have all of these media jostling. To find out the latest scoop, who has the who who has their noses in front, who has offered what, who has done what, blah blah blah. I'm sure that all of them uh, has spoken to 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 Van Dyke at some point with permission from Southampton. Of course, it was also stated that we have asked permission twice before we were allowed to to speak to 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 VVD. Um, I'm not sure about this whole thing about them going to uh, Van Dyke meeting with um, Klopp at Blackpool. I'm not sure what that's all about. Maybe Klopp owns a pub in Blackpool. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, he gets discounts on something on the, on the roller coaster ride there or something. We don't know. Next, we hear that the agent, Van Dyke's agent, speaks to Maddock in the mirror, okay, last Sunday. Okay, and in this, we find that there is an attempt to drive up the fee and all wages and all add ons. Okay. Uh, then, of course, some of these gets out, and um, typically our LFC fans have a have a breakdown or meltdown after being assured that the deal was done. Now, after that, Liverpool, of course, know otherwise. There's still negotiations still going on. Nothing is done. You know, people are still talking. Okay, um, but because they were the club who had, you know, um, they were the club that, who agreed terms in the meetings got the assurances and on an estimate of the potential fee. Then, someone, this is speculative, okay, someone decides to leak info about an, an announcement to various sources, okay? Now, this is true because there was an announcement that was, un, um, uh, you know, there was, uh, there was uh, 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 mentioned by the club, stay tuned for an announcement, Okay, I saw that. Okay, from the club, I think so. I thought I thought I remember seeing it from an official channel. Okay, but it's like this thing was all coming down the turnpike already. Okay, they could see it's all coming down the turnpike. Now, after that, all the media outlets pick up on an official announcement with quotes. Southampton, look at this and think, you sly bastards! On Sunday, it was sixty million and two hundred thousand k. But now we're at 50, 42 million plus add-ons. Shit, make that a complaint. Because um, you know that they were all jostling for the, the highest bidder. You know? And then suddenly Chelsea and City dropped out. 
and leaving only Liverpool in the race. And there goes, poof, <laughs> you know, tens of millions of dollars and, and hundreds of millions of dollars, perhaps in, in pro- probable wages for, 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 um, for Van Dyke. Meanwhile, possibly a Southampton employee pipes up and says, Gov, that's 75% of our income gone. Okay. Uh, I said, let's make a complaint. Premier League official replies, are you having a laugh? This shit happens all the time. You've got some cheek. And then Southampton bring out the rule book and show them, here, here the rule book. And Premier League, of course, have to shrug their shoulders for fuck's sakes. Okay, let's arrange a meeting. And official statements are made. And okay, that's where a complaint is made. So that's the general um, uh, timeline breakdown of this drama um, that has happened. Now, I've just early just posted on uh, this group. Okay, um, it's a it's a kind of um, view from a from a lawyer who's worked with player transfers and does with dealings in a lot of uh, legal documents and all that for football. He says this. Okay, I'm going to give my view on this Van Dyke thing. My opinion as a legal professional who worked within football and player transfers. I wouldn't give up just yet on this transfer happening. This statement released by LFC yesterday was to ensure that no action will be taken against them that leaves them with no room to sign anybody, let alone Virgil van Dijk. They have apologised and therefore dropped interest. The statement should have said at the moment. Of course, Liverpool can still bid for the player, nothing legally binding. However, if they did, Southampton can clearly go to the Premier League and say, look, they tapped out. They tapped our player again and are bidding again. And don't forget that the uh, Peter Moore, the LFC CEO, meets with the Premier League at Harrow's Gate, I think, today, um, and various uh, uh, Premier League bosses, including Southampton bosses. Um, and there could be perhaps another opportunity to smooth over relationships or to discuss this. I am not sure. Okay. Um, or they could go around mending bridges or whatever. And today in person, so Southampton did know that LFC spoke to the player uh, and they didn't, they didn't like how they were made to look. To their own fans, that's why they complained, uh, annoyed about. Long story short, don't give up hope yet. If, Liverpool, if LFC won him, they will move whatever mountains and grovel to Southampton to get him. This happens all the time, just not publicly like this situation. Now, there are people out there who think that this deal is not dead Despite the fact that Liverpool had released an official statement saying that their interest in the player has ended. Manav, where do you swing on this? I think uh, Van Dyke comes to us in only one scenario now, in my view. Because I think, uh, you know, uh, John Henry will always take a longer view over the shorter view. You know, if, uh, uh, if and I don't think Klopp is a manager like that, but Assuming Klopp throws a fit and says, uh, hey, John, uh, you know, without Van Dyke, I can't do it next season and I want him. Come hell or high water. I think, uh, uh, you know, beyond a point, John Henry will tell Klopp to fuck off, basically. <laughs> and, he'll tell, and he'll tell Klopp uh, to, you know, that it is what it is, you've got to manage. So I don't think Klopp will make a stupid demand like that. If he did, uh, John Henry would not, uh, you know, uh, would not entertain it. So I think uh, uh, we are not going after Van Dyke. I think he comes to us only in one circumstance where City or XYZ bid for him. The bid is very low. Mm-hmm. Southampton being Southampton, uh, greedy bastards want to drive up the price. Mm-hmm. They call up Liverpool 
and say, look, we've got a bed. Are you guys interested? You know, and then uh, we, uh, we place a counter bid. I think that's how it will happen if it does. And, uh, and uh, you know, uh, the sequence you just described, uh, Joe, it makes a lot of sense to me. And I think Southampton are up shit creek both ways, in my view. Because uh, they wanted to sell, but now they have created a situation where their largest bidder is out of the picture. Yeah. Their, uh, you know, the most attractive bidder is out of the picture. They want to sell, but they are saying they don't want to sell. Okay. So what the hell do they want to do? So now they are in a situation where they may be tacitly encouraging bids, but you know other clubs are going to be saying, uh, you know, what's to stop this guy from reporting me also? Yeah. So you know they they really have created a big trouble for themselves in my view, and I think uh, Liverpool by issuing this statement, yes, we have looked stupid for a day, maybe a week, I don't know, but I think uh, you know we'll be out out of this, uh, and I think VVD comes to us now. If Southampton tell us, please bid. Take him off our hands, you know. Give me more money than what the other guy is giving. Yeah. Uh, that, that, I think, is the scenario in which BBD comes to us. Yeah. Now, okay, we, we won't talk um, so much about whether we think that, um, whether is it a, a, a good deal or not, because we covered that in a Forecast India episode, I think, in number two, right? Um, Dave, do you, how do you sit on this right now? Do you think we should persist? Or, you know, should we just fall and, and uh, walk away and just, you know, don't deal ever with Southampton again and just look at other players? Um, is it really possible not to go to Southampton or to knock that door again? <laughs> like, we still need a left back. Mm. <laughs> and uh, the sequence, the story you mentioned about that lawyer and the guy telling that Klopp met him at Blackpool... We could basically make one season uh, of it on Netflix. But uh, I think uh, we should let this go off. If Southampton wants to sell him, let them call us this time. I don't think it's wise enough to, you know, uh, get behind Vividi again. Despite the fact that uh, Klopp wants him. And uh, I think uh, the angliest person right now is Klopp. Because all the hard work he did to convince him, it's now all drained down in water. And like just uh, imagine uh, this, we never thought that a, a top player, one of the most in-demand player in Europe would uh, readily come to us rather than going to City and Chelsea, who can get any player they want. But this time, it's, it's totally opposite. He wants to join us. And this... Uh, this mess up. So, I think it's time to say goodbye to him. If VVD really wants the move, he will uh, hand in a transfer request. And uh, like Manav said, again, uh, for the third time, I will agree with him. Uh, let Southampton call us. Okay. Shankar? Yeah, I think what, what Manav says is a bit naive. See, there are big egos involved here. Okay, Southampton. No, they. I think they got a bit fed up selling all these best players, and they got, they just too aggressive. But at the end of the day, it's just business, nothing personal. Uh, and they have a guy who doesn't want to play there for ne- in the next season, so they will just after the dust settles in this fiasco, they will just sit and uh, think. They will wait for a bit. Definitely, I, I think the move the move is still on. Pia will very much chance to sign him. 
provided that uh, VVD puts a transfer request that he doesn't want to play in the Southampton club anymore, he wants to move on. He will definitely not play in Southampton next year. He will either play for us or play for Chelsea or Man City. It depends upon the time. Uh, <clears throat> just only a matter of time. Uh, maybe maybe the, after 1st July, everything will be clear. And we still have a chance, I think. That's what my view. Well, there, there was a picture of uh, Van Dyke on a plane looking rough. Yeah, he, his, body la- his body language uh, <laughs> and all his tweets and everything suggests that he's not happy with Southampton. And definitely, definitely they, they won't expect him to give 100% next year. Mm. We have seen the same situation with Sterling. Yeah. So definitely, definitely they will, somebody will make a compromise. At the end of the day, it's a business deal. Somebody will make a compromise. There are no grudges in business. We just want to make the deal happen. They will um, buy down and they will, uh, off the channel, Southampton might apologize to Liverpool and they will accept the deal. And uh, Now that it's time to work through the back channels. Mm. Right, yeah, exactly. So there was um, there was this um, on his on his uh, Twitter profile he had actually removed the Southampton reference in his Twitter profile uh, earlier in the day today, um, and then what happened was that a lot of people caught on to that and started uh, you know tweeting back and RTing that and then um, and then he 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 changed it back he reverted right so there is obviously some um, upset feelings in himself. I mean, for him to do that, right? And then he's posted this picture sitting on a plane, looking out of a window, looking really sad and forlorn. <laughs> okay. Um, Aditya, do you think it's a case where it's only going to work if he throws in a transfer request or if Southampton needs to come to us as a second option or third that actually... Everything just continues as normal as how it's going right now, except that there's nothing being released to the public, to the press, nothing. Everything is on the back channel. Which of these three options do you think is most plausible? Um, I think the most uh, likely option is, um, I think as Manu said, right, if they, uh, if VVD puts in a transfer request, and also, in addition, if you know one of the other clubs actually make a bid, so I think it's probably most likely going to be a combination of the two because it's it's clear that we are the highest bidder for VVD, and also we need to force uh, Southampton's hand. So I think if VVD puts in a transfer request, and on the side maybe if there are bids which, well, Southampton obviously right so if if they're not happy with i think there is a possibility that the deal might go through but is it going to go through as normal absolutely not i don't think so there's just too much bad blood between the clubs now yeah yeah okay um we're just going to take a very 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 short break and when we return we are going to spin the blame bottle and see who needs whose head needs to roll stick around <laughs> okay, now who needs to get full blame for this cock up? Because we know this is not the first time that Liverpool are proud 
club, rich in history, and uh, apparently now UNESCO rated as well. I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, this is not the first climb down that has happened. This is only the latest in a series of gaps by Fenway Sports Group FSG during their six and a half year uh, tenure. Um, they famously scrapped t- uh, plans for ticket price hike at Enfield last season, following protests from supporters. Okay. Um, then the academy earlier this year was banned from recruiting domestically for two years after being found guilty of tapping up. Okay. This was also not the first time they were forced to say sorry to another Premier League club. In 2012, Liverpool wanted to sign Fulham and USA forward Clint, Den- Clint Dempsey. Remember him? Liverpool yep. were then accused of tapping up the player and... Again, they issued a groveling apology. This time, Tom Werner. Tom Werner made a personal visit to then Fulham owner Mohamed Al-Fayed. Uh, and, of course, together with uh, Ian Air, um, And, uh, you know, to, 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 publi- to personally um, to apologize. Okay? And they said basically in their letter to him also that their behavior was wrong and simply should never have occurred. Okay? Um, there was also a letter I read, I don't have it on view right now, where, where John Henry said that, you know, uh, we will learn from this and we'll never make such mistakes again. And here we are in June of 2017, making the same mistakes again. Okay, so where does the fault lie in all of this? Is it internal? Is it external? If it's internal, who takes the blame? Manav. I think, uh, you know, I would blame uh, 80% of the blame in my book is Southampton's. Uh, In our side, if anybody is to blame, I agree with Aditya that, uh, you know, we are a very porous club. Uh, Somehow, whenever we put in a bid or even if we are thinking about a player, I think as soon as five guys in our club have a meeting, Mm -hmm. that meeting leaks out to Maddock or to Pierce or someone or Melissa Reddy or... Yep. You know, I think I think that's a big problem with our club. I don't know who does it, uh, whether we do it, it's an institutionalized culture, what is it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But that needs to be seriously looked at. I think that is a serious problem in our club. I mean, the minute uh, anything uh, happens in our club, it's, it's, it's public knowledge. It doesn't happen in Chelsea or United or City. So that's what I would look at. I wouldn't blame Edwards. Uh, I, I mean, I, I know a lot of people are baying for his blood, but I think he did what everybody does in this situation. We're just dealing with an uh, idiot of a club, which is Southampton, mm-hmm. which for whatever reason has decided to do this. Uh, so I don't blame us really to that extent, okay. but I would look at the leaks. Yes. Okay. Dave, do you think you're going to let um, uh, Edwards get away scot-free? Do you have him in your sights or someone else uh-huh. in your sights? Definitely Edwards here, but also uh, the person who is advising FSG that this kind of leaking the news and all this story is a good thing for the club. Like, I mean, they definitely know this, that every time we make a meeting or we are after a player, even a player is in dreams of Klopp, uh, somehow Melissa Reddy knows that Klopp wants him. And this is a bad thing. This culture needs, this policy needs to be stopped. It's just, just too much of uh, detailed information for everyone on Twitter. It's ridiculous. And uh, obviously, Edwards needs need to take the blame. Like uh, the series of tweets, it was all sequenced. Everyone, I guess, it was uh, 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 on the 5 p.m. Two days back, I guess, uh, reputed generalist uh, uh, 
they tweeted that uh, Van Dyke has agreed a move in principle to and like he prefers Liverpool and that would get uh, Southampton pissed. So uh, this leaking of news needs to get stopped first. And uh, obviously whoever doing this and advising the uh, the uh, committee or the uh, whether say John Henry uh, he needs to go. Right. Or rather stop. Okay, okay. Now, we... Um, okay, so several things here. Um, obviously, we know this is Michael Edwards' first full transfer window, right? Uh, yeah. In charge. So, there's that. Okay. Um, we don't know much about him. Actually, we don't really know much about him. In fact, if you did, if you just did a simple Google search of Michael Edwards on, you know, on your browser, uh, you look for pictures of him. You can rarely find any pictures of him. Okay, um, when we talk about um, there was a topic we I, th- I think we addressed on this show or was it on uh, Forecast Global where we talked about how does Klopp work with a sporting director? Uh, yeah, it was on the Forecast Global, um, and I asked Christian, okay, our our resident German football. Uh, and Klopp expert um, and uh, he gave his views on how the interaction is with uh, was with Klopp and Zork when he was at Borussia Dortmund um, and how he endorses that kind of working relationship and he also spoke glowingly of Edwards so did um, Peter Moore so did um, John uh, Henry but there is actually very little things that we know about Edwards he doesn't speak to the press um, there's no interviews with him. There are rarely any pictures of him. And there are very next to no pictures of him standing next to Klopp. Well, you can find a million pictures of, of Klopp standing next to Zork. You know? So it's a little bit strange. Now, we do know that um, LFC do have a director of communications. Her name is Susan Black. She joined the club in 2011 as head of internal communications. And now she leads both the internal and external communications functions, okay? Um, and she's come with, you know, a good uh, a senior corporate experience, com- comms experience as well. But she res- is responsible for all of the club's communications, including managing the press office, public relations, internal communications, and photography. Uh, and basically, she, she drives the club's uh, communication strategies, okay? So she is the one that deals with the... P- the piercers of the world, the Maddox of the world, the, the, you know, and all these guys. Okay? So anything that's related to the club, that they are from press, they are probably not going to Edwards, they are going to Susan Black. Okay? Then there's Klopp as well. So Klopp finds himself complicit, is that the right word? An accessory, maybe that's a better word, um, in this whole saga, um, it's, um, it's, it's not, um, not unperceivable that he would be involved because I think the greatest signing that we have made as a club is Klopp. Really. I don't think anyone will disagree with me when I say that. Yeah, absolutely. He's our greatest asset. Exactly. Yeah, he's our greatest asset. Yeah. So he's going to pull in the names. He's going to, to, to um, be an appeal 
to players who never would have considered Liverpool, who may have heard of Liverpool through their grandfather or their great grandfather or whatever, okay, or they may have seen some YouTube vid- videos that have grainy film footage, uh, film footage effects or something. Um, but this guy now is the, the the rock and roll heavy metal football guy. Everyone knows him, so he, they they, were, they are going to use him in any negotiation, and. If everything is above board, you know, Klopp will obviously say, of course, that's what he does. I, yeah, sure. If I'm going to be helpful in the situation, of course he's going to help. You know, and then now he's caught in this whole uh, storm. Okay. Then, and the last entity here is John Henry himself. Okay. The owner. Right. So, obviously, he's the brunt of all kind of uh, abuse, criticism, Sell up, FSG, you don't know anything, blah, blah, blah. Okay? So, if you just look at these four groups of people, Michael Edwards, Susan Black as Director of Communications, Jurgen Klopp, and John Henry. Shankar. Yeah, actually, I, I, I would blame on the entire hierarchy of our uh, transfer committee and everybody involved in, the de- in dealing with the buying and selling of players. The old structure need to be. We 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 tried this transfer committee thing. We we have we had played. We never signed a very good player. Uh, Luis Suarez was lucky. Yes, and Philip Coutinho. Obviously, we he was a money ball signing. We need to change the entire structure. This is not working. And so many leaks happen because of this transfer committee. So many people are involved in this. Obviously, if you involve more than one people, that tend to be in leaks. We are looking like pirate ship, man. And I, I, I think we need to look into the structure. Okay, we had this for last seven years. This is not working. Now it's time to uh, close this one and we find something, new working model for signing players. We have to find that. And, uh, that lies our problem. The transfer committee and the entire group of people involved in uh, signing the players. We need to blame the entire set of people, not the single one. Okay. Aditya, what's your, what's your feeling on this one? Um, so thanks for laying that out so beautifully, Joe. Uh, uh, so here's where I think the blame lies or like what we should be looking at. Um, one person that you didn't really mention is I believe um, I believe there was a source of the leak from inside LFC. Uh, so there was a leak of this, you know, the transfer dealings happening. Right. I think firstly, we need to find who this person is and fire him. One, because I, if he's an LFC fan, he's he's been traitorous. If he's not an LFC fan, he's still contracted to LFC, so mm-hmm. he's in breach of you know contract. So we definitely need to and fire him. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of Michael Edwards, so he's just recently come into the role. Let's let's say his leash has gotten a little shorter, but I don't think the blame squarely lies at his door. Mm-hmm. Uh, as for Susan Black, no, I don't I don't think she's to blame either because this this communication issue has always been a problem with us. She's moved into the role fairly recently. I think so. Correct me if I'm wrong, but if, so if a, I remember, she moved. Of, it's a couple of years now. It's a, ever since. Oh, um, been a, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, there was a previous I, okay. guy, Jen Chang. He was the director of communications. He was actually fired. Did you know? Yeah, he got sacked for that uh, quitting. Uh, yeah. If they know my address, they will come with the pitchfork yeah. and uh, torches. <laughs> that, that's a whole different uh, <laughs> podcast, I think. But it, it was also <laughs> one of the fiasco. Yeah, exactly. So you, you can see Obviously, that communications uh, is a problem for the club, isn't it? It is, a, it is a problem. It is. So, yeah, I think we should definitely look into that. I mean, if Susan Black's been around for a couple of years, I would say I would say some blame lies at her doorstep as well. So she needs to say, share the blame. 
uh, and finally as for klopp and uh, our owner i don't think the blame really lies with them i mean you know klopp's a super weapon klopp's a nuclear warhead i mean if you want to get somebody it's it's him who we're going to send out to try you know grab grab the biggie so i don't really blame us using him as part of our transfer strategy mm-hmm. uh and i don't blame you know uh our owner to for like sending out the statement as well it was damage control and it's a reputational risk for him it's a business so i don't i don't blame him as well so i think i think we need to find the mole he needs to be fired i think we need to figure out what to do with the communications director and well kind of shorten the leash on edwards as well so quite a few people to look into and see what needs to be done so looks like looks like quite a lot of upheaval in the coming year hopefully in the in the time timeline analysis um the first person mentioned here the first journalist mentioned here um is madoc from the mirror okay um as you know liverpool echo are part of the mirror trinity mirror group uh so mirror is the is daily mirror is the parent uh, uh, uh press okay um maybe there's something there but here it says that the agent spoke to madoc so um we can control our relationship with madoc and and the mirror but we cannot control who who then outside of lfc speaks to madoc so if the agent decides to talk okay then then maybe we should be looking at virgil van dijk's agent then maybe oh, yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely i think if the agents involved here, i think he needs to probably now you know step in and see how either he can help push this transfer through or you know not yeah. sell him to one of the other big clubs so yeah. one not? of the two is yeah. what he needs to do exactly i mean he knows that we are offering big good money and big money and willing to, and that we are serious about it to to push it to such an extent um and if he's leaked this thing to 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 madoc uh knowing you know partially in his mind what is the effect or the objective of doing that before the deal was concluded then he himself has jeopardized this whole deal so he has got to to um you know you know pull his socks up swallow his pride and 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 do some groveling um on his own then to to the saints and even uh, with us and then and position us in, in in proper light internally behind closed doors of course um remarkable this guy sounds so amateurish i think maybe you should get in touch with mino reola Probably get a couple of tips from him as well. <laughs> oh my God, that fat bastard! God, <laughs> made a lot of money. Okay. Um, all right. All right. Okay. Now um, we are just about running out of time. But before we go, let's um, finish up with this particular topic. Okay. What do we need to do to ensure that we don't cock up um, the rest of this? Ironically, the window isn't even open. <laughs> so much, so much drama. And the other day, I was mentioning, God, I, you know, I feel so tired, uh, sleepy, almost at this uh, transfer window. Nothing is happening. Only here, Salah, Virgil van Dijk, Salah, Virgil van Dijk, Solanke. Well, all exciting names. I, I'm, 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 uh, uh, you know, uh, chuffed at Solanke scoring the goal. Yeah, under twenties, uh, you know, in the in the in the, in the final now, and so I, you know, it looks like something worked out there. Salah still not over the line, right? Um, and then boom, this thing. Okay, so how do we not screw up the rest of this uh, transfer window, Manaf? What do you think we need to do? Manaf, are you there? 
Yeah, I think Mona left left already. Oh, he left. Okay. Uh Dave, how, what yeah. do you think what do you think we need to do to to ensure that uh we do get our targets and we do strengthen effectively? Uh two things. First, uh is that stop uh, leaking so much of details into media. We need to have good relationship with this mainstream media houses, but like there needs to be a control. Mm. Second, uh is that the the way we deal the way we value our targets uh, means it sometimes live bad taste in uh, for the uh, club uh, for the another club the club which we are trying to deal with uh, like chanks mentioned it like uh, we need to stop this moneyball strategy we constantly undervalue our targets like imagine you uh, you are a roma executive and uh, liverpool comes in and bids 28 millions for sala So you know they 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 are obviously going to get pissed. Like, why are you wasting our time? If you want him, at least start with thirty or thirty-five. And uh, this happened with uh, that uh, Peter Zielinski, if I'm spelling it right. Uh, even at that time, we were uh, not uh, bidding uh, or the money they wanted. It was we always have a lot of difference uh, in the for the value we keep. on a player of a targets and uh, the market value mm-hmm. sometimes you need to break this bank right and so i think these two things need to be changed okay shankar what what else do we need to do to yeah. ensure we don't uh, screw uh, up I, I, w- i would prefer uh, our negotiation team try not act over smart and uh, this make this low ball offers to all these uh, uh, players When a club has certain money, there is maybe a ten percent, twenty percent margin is fine in negotiating. But these guys make forty percent, fifty percent margin. When they ask thirty-five, these guys quote eighteen. Mm-hmm. That will definitely irritate their agents, their owners, and they won't de- uh, uh, prefer you. Mm-hmm. Whereas City goes there, if, if somebody asks for thirty-five million, they just give thirty-five million, and they just make sure the payment structure is uh, good for them. Mm. They think. Uh, they think beyond the uh, value of the player. Right. We have to do that. And uh, one more thing, I want to say this: as a Liverpool fan, during the transfer window, we never going to have a happy happy ending. We just have to uh, make sure. <laughs> we just have to uh, make peace with ourselves. We ever since Rafa went, we never had a very good transfer window. Right. Right. You, we will never have a happy ending. Even if we go to a Thai massage parlor, we will never have a happy ending. <laughs> That's the fate of Liverpool fans. <laughs> Ad- Aditya, how can LFC give you a happy ending, mate? And please be as detailed as possible. <laughs> I can recommend some good Thai massage parlors. <laughs> This is a family uh, show. No. This is a family show. No, no. No, but seriously, uh, seriously, I think like everyone covered what they said, right? Um, so obviously, let's not let's not lowball. So I, I mean, of course, we can't completely abandon our money ball strategy because we are a club which spend within our means. So I, as a as a fan, obviously, I want us to blow go and blow like thirty five, forty million on a player because that's most likely what he's worth. But I know it's likely not going to fit into our transfer strategy. So yeah, I don't blame the club for being a little prudent with the money that we have. Having said that, I do hope I do hope that we don't lowball them. For example, you know, we I believe we bid for. Uh, Stefan Leverage I think there was an 18 million bid while yeah. while uh, while his club is valuing him at closer to 30 so obviously you know that kind of pisses off uh, 
the other teams as well so i think one is that um but on the second second thing i i do want to mention right so and i think this is to the credit of our club uh something you mentioned joe it sounds like it's a really boring transfer window uh and you know the generally the players being left, linked to us left right center mm. but this time there seems to be more structure to uh, the players being linked and there seems to be more validity to these links right. so it does seem like our transfer targets are clear so i do think if we continue to go down this path and like as, as because we've had our transfer targets clear mm. and klopp said so at the end of our season as well yeah. so one let's not you know lowball them two let's not affect the let the whole uh, vvd saga affect our transfer window and three i think we should continue to be clear on who our targets are and chase them down hard i think i think we will have a relatively happy ending yeah. this window maybe not everyone but i think we will get a majority of our targets this season yeah yeah well the other thing to to bear in mind also is that um, virgil van dijk actually chose us over city and chelsea so uh, that in itself is kind of signals a sea change um, and that is a comment uh, that someone made on a, on a, on four um, and i th- thought it was absolutely true it signals a change let's hope that this change bleeds over into the way we conduct our transfer business our whole transfer strategy and the way we communicate our transfer strategy and our relationship with the media and our negotiation tactics with the clubs other clubs that we're buying players from okay guys we've run out of time thank you so much for joining me on this episode it was an interesting discussion um i hope uh, you guys listening in also enjoyed this if you have any comments please feel free to to make your comments um on the site it's easy to make a discuss account you can log in with your twitter account as well so we encourage you to come on and uh, tell us what you think thank you guys and uh, talk to you all really really soon and hopefully under better circumstances take care and good night yeah it's a pleasure mate thank you good night it's a pleasure good night.